0: i You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
1: Live Uncommon.
0: Hey, we have another new friend to introduce. It's very exciting. It is. We've got a a couple new friends here at the LCMS International Center. Joining us today, Mike Baer, Executive Director of LCMS Communications. Mike, welcome to The Coffee Hour. Thank you. See, this is part of initiation. When you join the team (laughs) here at the LCMS International Center, we welcome you to The Coffee Hour, and then we ask you all kinds of really difficult questions. I right, just- fire away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay.
0: All right, then. No, they're not really difficult until we get to the end. When we get to the lightning round, then they might be kind of challenging. Okay. It's true. But the, some of the easier ones, you're an expert on you, so you can talk about you. That's what we're going to talk about for a little bit. All right. So tell us about your <laughs> your your life before coming to the LCMS International Center and LCMS Communications. Tell us about the journey that led up to this.
2: Yeah, the, the journey is is an interesting one, but grew up in Buffalo, New York. Go Bills. And grew up there, went to college there, University of Buffalo. I have a bachelor's degree in business, a concentration in marketing. And I got hired by the May Department Store company out of college. People remember coffee famous bar that was here, Lord & Taylor. Mm. Depending on where you are, it's mm-hmm. Macy's and the May Company stores were head-to-head competitors. So I went to their Kaufman's division, which was based in Pittsburgh, and was there for about three and a half, four years. And then they promoted me and moved me to their corporate headquarters in St. Louis in 1994. So I came when the Rams did, but I'm still here. So I've been here for, for quite some time. I grew up Catholic. We'd, we weren't there every Sunday it was more special occasions and things of that nature and, and I remember when I moved here as a young single guy I went I lived in the central west end right by the in the new cathedral and would go to service and was by myself and just so I was a, I was a strayed Christian I think looking for a home and it wasn't really til I met what became my wife who her grandparents her parents all were members of Christ Memorial here in St. Louis in South Lindberg, and South Lindbergh and convinced me to join her (laughs) at some services and they were just so welcoming and it just felt right and we eventually went on and got married. We got married in her church, our church, and it wasn't until about two years after we were married that I converted and became Lutheran because I wanted to do it for me, not necessarily to appease her family or anything like that, not that they ever would ask me to do that, but I wanted to make sure it was for me. It's what what I believed in. So that brought me to St. Louis, that brought me to becoming Lutheran. My career has been, other than I left May Company in about 98, ended up getting into marketing and advertising with a few small agencies. Started up my own agency with two other people, had about a four or five year run, and then we kind of split and went our own ways. Had my own branding agency for a while. The Great Recession hit, a lot of that work dried up. I ended up joining an events company and helped them create a. A branding division which spun out as a separate company was there for a number of years, went to another agency, restructured that we ended up spinning out a tech startup which is actually still around today. so I was a co-founder of a tech startup <laughs> and uh, th- we that was a good run for several years and then the funding was starting to dry up clients were taking longer to develop and suddenly we're starting to go on a decline. And right at that point, I got a call from a headhunter to come in and help modernize the marketing for a company that I never heard of before, but it was a multi-billion dollar company with 14 different brands based in St. Louis and Manchester, New Hampshire. So I went to work for them in 2013 and essentially modernized all their marketing, took them from an old era to the digital era, creating apps getting into e-commerce all those kinds of things and that's that's what I was doing up until I came here but part of the journey of how I came here I've got a son who's got a rare retinal disease uh-huh. and so he's actually legally blind he can see but he can't focus so mm-hmm. think of schoolwork right trying to read a textbook mm-hmm. or trying to see the board at school but at about age 9 he started losing his vision rapidly yeah. So we jumped through all kinds of hoops, seeing all kinds of different doctors, trying glasses, trying eye therapy, finally got in the children's hospital, figured out he had some form of cone rod dystrophy that could pin what was causing it. Eventually that led to genetic testing. And so two years into that journey, we finally figured out what he had, which was a rare retinal disease where we didn't know how much it was gonna take away from his vision, and there's no cure, there's no corrective lenses, and that's what you're left with. So pretty hopeless feeling as a parent. And so now we built up, and we're about five years into this journey, built up a great support network for him. There's some great nonprofit organizations that are here. we got a great team of doctors at the University of Iowa that he sees every year. He's actually a patient in their study. That whole process of going through when you're a parent, and I've talked to dozens and dozens of other families that have gone through similar experiences, it may not be blindness, other things, but when you don't know what's going on and something's happening with your child, its it just eats at your soul. And I just felt there should be a better way. So for three years, while being an executive and being a dad and a husband, I was working on a startup on the side called Parents Like Me, and it was supposed to think of Etsy, right? Yeah. Etsy is a platform where a lot of very small merchants can sell their products and it makes it very easy to find them, find the kinds of things that you want. So I was building a platform that would take the not-for-profits and medical community around things like visual impairment, learning disabilities, hearing impairment, to make it very easy for those parents to find the resources that okay. were in their community and beyond if needed. So I got to the point where I had some real prominent people telling me this is this is needed, it's not out there, formed an advisory council board, and got to the point where I was starting to pitch for funding and realized that that was going to be a full-time job by itself. And then my wife said, he's really going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and we we sat down this summer and had a real heart-to-heart, and she says, I love what you're trying to do, but this isn't the time to do it. we got to get our son into high school and get him acclimated and transition there. we got to get our daughter off to college, need income, need health insurance, all that. And so I was struggling and praying and wondering, what am I going to do? At, and then four days later, I got an email from our executive director of HR here for a position for this role and said, see, you're our past elder at Christ Memorial. You've got an interesting background. We've been looking for somebody. And so those conversations just it felt so natural talking to him and then meeting kevin robson and the interview process just felt like this was where i was supposed to be and then the last round of interviews i had before they had me come back and do all the testing and things you have to do <laughs> i wasn't so sure i then i wasn't so sure how it went and how it felt so i was up at two o'clock in the morning that night and really struggling f- like am i supposed to do this or not and i went and opened the bible up i don't even remember what what's which book it was but it was something in the old testament originally it was not at all relevant to the situation says <laughs> so okay let's go for the new testament and i opened it up and it was matthew four nineteen was the verse i just pushed right on where, where jesus told him i'm gonna make you fishers of men and so i felt that was a sign so i really felt like this was a calling not a job
1: mm-hmm that's quite a that's quite a journey, quite a story. And I think I think many of us have that feeling when we come to work here that that the path has been winding, but God has kind of prepared us to be in this place at this time to do this work. And it sounds like that that you're you're in that boat as well. You've had a lot of experience across a lot of different things, and now you're here doing communications with LCMS. And you haven't been here for very long. One month. One month, (laughs) and we're already already putting you in the hot seat. (laughs) In that month, what have you What have you experienced here that that has been that has been different from all of the the more corporate jobs that you've held in the past? What is it that makes this place different for you?
2: It is very different, but very different in all good ways, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the ability to go to chapel, I mean, starting meetings off with a prayer, mm-hmm. just openly talking about your faith mm-hmm. and the and and really learning and discovering the amazing things that are being done in this building and across the U.S. and across the world as somebody that was just a member of a congregation, I didn't have that perspective. I didn't realize all the things that, that happen here. And it's a very well-run organization that is doing so many good things. And so as a communications marketing professional, I mean, I feel there's so many opportunities to get that word out to lots of different audiences. Those that are already engaged with us in some fashion and those that aren't. Hmm. So that's how we become fishers of men is just to try to get more people to understand the love of Christ and and what we do and
0: what we stand for. And after using your GPS just to find your way through the cubicles because all the floors look the same, (laughs) you find your way into the communications department where Many different things are happening all day long, every day. What's a typical day look like, just from your experience, in one month in communications?
2: Well, communications is, I don't know if it's the right term for all the things <laughs> that happen. Right? There's there's three publications that we put out. One, The Reporter, which goes out to anybody that is, whether you're in a school or a congregation or just working in some capacity for the church. That's the news of the church. Then there's Lutheran Witness. Which is one of the oldest publications that go out on a monthly basis that they basically takes our belief and the context of the modern world and how, how do you look at that through the eyes of being Lutheran and, and deal with some of these issues. And then there's Engage, which comes out four times a year that highlights a lot of the great work that happens around the world, particularly missions work here and abroad, so that people realize with the gifts that we're giving, what, what the good works that we're doing with those things. So the publications come out Then there's web, digital, e-newsletters, social media, and really the marketing department for a lot of the ministries and the different organizations within this building, really supporting, being their agency partner, helping them craft their story, craft their presentations, distribute that information to the relevant audiences so the right message at the right time reaches the right people. We also have the Church Information Center, so if people are looking for information, they call into the Church Information Center, So and video. We have a a video team, design team, writers, editors. It's a very talented group that works across many different, I mean, there's at least a dozen things going on at any given time.
0: It's a very busy place. Lots of plates spinning. Yes.
2: Yes. Lots to learn. An amazing team, really. Yeah. Truly, truly talented team.
0: Very talented group of of creatives, for certain. But we have more to learn about as we're meeting Mike Bear, executive director of LCMS Communications, today here on the Coffee Hour. We'll continue the conversation in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: Today we are meeting the new Executive Director of LCMs Communications, Mike Baer. and uh, it's just it, it's fun hearing your story about mm. the the path of, that led you to serve here at the LCMs International Center and as a Executive Director of Communications, and then what you're learning about the department. <laughs> we know you've only been in the, the position for about a month, so we won't ask you lots of really difficult <laughs> questions about every little detail, I but- appreciate that. <laughs> but it is, it, it, it is fun to hear the perspective of someone coming into a team, coming into particularly the communications team here at the International Center, and with all the adventures that lie ahead <laughs> this year, with it being a convention year as mm. well, I'm sure that has the team been briefing you on all the fun things? That will be coming, (laughs) that are forthcoming in 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 this this summer.
2: They're trying to tug me along, (laughs) really. And I and I made it very clear that I I am following your lead. I am learning from you. I will be more of a burden initially than I will be an asset. So hopefully, I will become a significant asset over time. But there is a lot to to learn. It is a fast moving train and it is an unusual year because it is a convention year. So that's the the, the workload leading up to convention is is very heavy
0: in the communications team on top of all the other things that we're trying to do. Right? It's a it is a challenging year to continue to maintain and continue the the things that you do on a daily basis plus all the additional things that happen in conjunction with convention. So, what are you looking forward to most in your role now as executive director for communications? Coming
2: in with a really fresh perspective, right? I come from uh, agency world, corporate world, understand best practices, marketing, social media, communication, being able to see how some of those things could apply here so that a lot of the great content and information and videos and all the great things that we create, how can we get them in front of more people? How can we take advantage of, of different mediums maybe that we're not taking advantage of today? So not changing what the team does but maybe where that information is found there are a lot of opportunities to do certain things but there's only so much time and energy and bandwidth so and really understanding the other different units in here and all the different ministries and learning about what they're doing, who they're doing it for, how they're doing it, how we can support them, how we can get involved and really be a, an asset and a partner for them as it comes to they're, they're doing great work. Let us help you figure out how to communicate that in the best medium and the best way at the right time at the right place. So I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing to learn and just see how our team can help these ministries, as well as how we could take advantage of a lot of the great things that we do and reach maybe a broader audience or even engage people that aren't necessarily engaged with what goes on in this building, right? They're engaged with what's going on in their own congregation,
0: but maybe not all the other things that they're a part of that they could be aware of. And he really does practice what he was saying because before we started recording <laughs> today, he was asking questions about KFUO wanting to learn more about uh, our history.
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh long history there yes. And, well, and that's one of the cool things with communications and with what we do here at KFUO we kind of I think we have a bit of a, a leg up on, on some of the other ministries in the building just because we're we're kind of the people that do know a lot more about everybody that's the everybody in the building we get to ask questions about things that are happening across different ministries because we're the ones that are actually getting the word out which I think is a really cool thing and it, it sounds like that's something that, that you've been exploring too you mentioned that you'd been learning some things about the Synod do you have some some things that that you've enjoyed learning about in the last month while you've been
2: here? Oh, I don't know where to start on that. Oh one, really. <laughs> I mean just um, starting to I've been I've been talking to the different leaders in our national mission most recently. Mm. met a lot on the international mission. there's some some collaborative efforts that we're gonna start working on together Ooh. going forward. so that's exciting. been involved with a number of things from the office of the president mm-hmm. uh, lately, so that's that's been interesting as well. And just uh, trying to learn, Who's who in this building, and <laughs> what everybody does, and okay, how do we support you? And right. So that's been it's it, it's been fun, and again, I, it it is just like every day, it's a pleasure just learning. I'm learning something new that 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 we we do that I wasn't aware of, where there's a great story to be told,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I, I mean, I look, I look forward to that.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stories that, that come out of this building, a lot uh, that goes into the publications that come out of communication, all of these wonderful things happening across the Synod that, that you guys have the privilege to be able to share with everyone, which is really cool. And so... Well, and that's
2: really good for me, too, because I'm, I'm ADDs, right? So oh. my, my attention has to keep bouncing around at different things, and there are so many things to keep track of. So it's perfect for me.
1: That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> this, so this this might get into the weeds a little bit, but you, you have such a wide background in marketing communications branding what is that how does it actually apply to to all the things happening in this building what does it actually mean to be the marketing communications branding part of the synod
2: branding is an interesting term Mm -hmm. and people probably think about it one way inside this building and another in the in the the corporate world but Uh. Because we have so many groups doing so many good things, it is really important that people understand that's part of the LCMS, Mm. right? I think there's some opportunities there specifically, and it might be part of the reason me and the Pew on a weekly basis weren't aware a lot of these ministries and things that are happening were coming from the LCMS. I didn't know if it was just somebody our local congregation was associated with, a specific mission. So that comes down to consistency, how you're consistently presenting yourself even with different audiences, and very often we're talking to the same audiences, but talking about different things, right? So it should all feel like it's coming from the same organization, or at least tied to supporting it in the background. So there's, there is there there is an opportunity for us to do that better. So did I answer your question? Yeah, okay.
0: yeah. <laughs> all right, let's see. We have, I think, some time for a lightning round. Yes. Are you ready to get to the lightning round? Let's all do right. it. All right. You ready for the lightning round? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. These are kind of rapid fire questions about favorites. And Sarah and I will just alternate. So let's start with food. Favorite cuisine. St. Louis is an awesome place for steaks. And I love a good steak. And I have traveled all over the country and
2: have been in places where we paid much more for a steak that I thought was way better in St. Louis. <laughs> so I love a good steak, but being from Buffalo, I have to say chicken wings. Buffalo chicken wings. In, mm. in Buffalo, we just say chicken wings. The rest of the world right. says buffalo wings. Uh, I Bifun did Wink? not- Bifun Wack? good too, but not like, like oh, chicken right. wings. And by the way, it's blue cheese, not ranch. <laughs> if you're from Buffalo, <laughs> nobody has ranch with their, with their buffalo wings. <laughs>
1: I love the particularities that come out when we do lightning rounds. Right? This is this is fantastic. Okay. Favorite book.
2: Favorite book. I have not read since I was a kid. I don't think I've read a fiction book. Oh. So a lot of like oh. business strategy books. One of my one of my favorites that I've actually I bought copies and handed them out to some people on my team in my previous life was Made to Stick by Dan and Chip Heath. Okay. Where they try to study why some ideas stick and really take off and why others don't. So, as a marketing professional, that was very relevant. Um, That's probably one of my favorites that stand out.
1: Sounds very interesting, actually.
2: Should we add this to the list, to our Uh, list? Yes. All right, (laughs) favorite movie. My default is usually Braveheart, Uh, but I also was a big fan of The Lord of the Rings. yes. Yes. So well done, so entertaining. I watched him with my, my son, and but he was too young, so we have to re- re-watch him. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> You'll yeah. fit in well with the rest of the comms team. I hear yeah. there's a lot of Lord <laughs> of the Rings fans <laughs> <out there. laughs> All right, favorite ice cream slash dessert if ice cream isn't your thing?
2: That's a tough one. Oh. <laughs> in, my, in my late 20s, I discovered I was lactose intolerant, oh, so no. <laughs> I used to, man, a concrete would have been my answer a number <laughs> of years ago. Love a concrete. or milkshake or just, just ice cream, which I miss, and now there's, there's good non-dairy options, but I don't eat too much dessert. My my downfall is at night, I like a glass of red wine and some dark chocolate almonds.
1: Ooh,
0: mm. that counts. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that qualifies. <laughs> all right, since you read all these serious books <laughs> and never read fiction, you need to take a vacation, so what's your favorite vacation destination? <laughs>
2: My wife and I have been to Italy twice. So I mean we love we love Italy, different parts of it. So that's that's probably my favorite. Place. Favorite
0: part, or favorite place to visit in Italy,
2: southern Italy. So mm. the area we stayed at Sorrento, but you can take a shuttle over to Capri, Positano. I mean, just amazingly picturesque. I mean, mm-hmm. super nice people, amazing food and wine.
0: What's your favorite thing
2: to eat in Italy? I Just sorry, you, you opened the door, <laughs> oh, so almost anything. I mean, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I mean, I've tried things. I, I, I think I tried. What was it? Uh, ox tongue. Oh. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> most of the things I've tried (laughs) were actually very, very good.
0: Mm. There was a... going to
1: say any other follow-up questions? uh, Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Now I'm thinking about food. And everything's fresh. There's nothing fresh. Oh,
1: yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Going to make Andy hungry. Yes. I'm going to move on. Favorite St. Louis thing, and this can be absolutely anything that's St. Louis related. I know that's a huge category. Yeah,
2: (laughs) it's definitely not... St. Louis style pizza. That's fair. Just, that's the first thing I ate when I moved to St. Louis. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was EMO's Pizza. And I, I think it was 10 years before I had another slice. And it was just I was at a function, and there was nothing else to eat, and I had to.
1: That's definitely a love it or hate it relationship. Yeah,
2: Not really a food, but I love Forest Park. Oh, when yeah. I first moved here, I was right near Forest Park. I had an office in the Central West End for a number of years. I could go rollerblading at lunch. I could go ride my bike. I mean, I just love Forest Park.
0: It's an amazing place.
1: Yeah.
0: So many free things.
1: So many free things. Park. It's so amazing. Many
0: fun things to do the zoo,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uni. I'm just ready. To... It's beautiful weather and time to go hang out. <laughs> all right. Let's see. So we've done St. Louis thing. Oh, this is Sarah's question, but I get to ask it. It's true. Favorite office supply?
2: <laughs> I, yeah. We're all... I saw that question. <laughs> what? Favorite office supply? It...
1: I, I feel like everyone needs a favorite office supply. <laughs> It I sometimes think I, can I tell. You to ask other
2: people, I mean, is that, is they referring to like a stapler or what? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it could
1: be. Some people really love their staplers. All right.
2: I like my little notebooks. Okay. I always have a notebook I carry around
0: and keep notes in it.
2: So That's I would have to soon. say a
0: small notebook. you learn a lot about something by their favorite office or about, about someone from their favorite office supply. It's true. What some people. some of the unique responses you've heard? Staple it's general, remover?
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of people have a very specific favorite pen too, oh. like a brand and ink Pilot type GTO. and- Oh. size of the ballpoint, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. <laughs>
2: oh. I, I lose them all the time, so I won't invest much in the pen. <laughs>
1: that's fair. That is totally fair. Okay, favorite hymn or song you sing in a church service?
2: We tend to go to the later service where where we have, it's, uh, which is a more contemporary service. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a time frame I have two teenage kids, so that's the best time for them. As late <laughs> as they can possibly sleep. But uh, you know, a, lot, a lot of stuff, I, I like a lot of the more contemporary Christian music. Mm-hmm. So not so much a hymn, but like Chris Tomlin, some of his songs i yeah. uh, played frequently so I enjoy it. That's that's probably at top my list. All right. Favorite Bible verse. I'll go back to my original story. It's Matthew
0: 4:19. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Very good. Awesome. You made it through the lightning round. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> you can go on to the next round here at the IC. <laughs> our guest today, Mike Fair, Executive Director of LCMS Communications. Thanks so much for being a good sport, playing along with us today, and being our guest on the coffee hour today. That oh, was a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.